I have to say, I think that American cultural hegemony with food is undefeated at the end of the day. You know, like we've um, talked about this, how, I mean, other countries have great food. What is hegemony? It's like if you're the hegemon of the world, then you're sort of the undisputed leader. So when people talk about U.S. as world hegemon, they're usually talking about politically. Okay. Um, that, you know, they're the most powerful force in the world. But if you talk about cultural hegemon, okay. then you're talking about uh, the biggest cultural force in the world, right? Okay, and it's established that we are the biggest cultural force in the world because everybody dresses like cowboys because we do. Well, not just that, but I think that, you know, the influence of American culture is so pervasive and all these other cultures do come into American culture and Ah. emerge uh, changed and new and different and in a lot of cases better. And you know, is that is there another word that has to do? There's something you do with milk that that has to do with that. Is that homogenized? I mean, homogenized means that you've made everything the same. Okay. But I think that in a way, America doesn't make everything quite the same as it as it makes everything new. Okay. You know. So, but I think a lot of things emerge out of American culture, and in particular, American food culture. Some mm-hmm. good, some bad clearly but that you know a lot of things get taken from other cultures around so you the know, world and Alice, that into- i think you're beautiful yeah uh you've made that clear and um this morning we're in connecticut right now mm-hmm. and this morning after we get out of bed we went to the hotel this is the avon old farms hotel it's a seasons restaurant for the mm-hmm. for the buffet it's almost i would say now alice that you and i are in the top one percent of knowing how to work <laughs> this buffet I did everything right, of course. I got butter, put it on my plate. I got cream cheese, ch- chive, Philadelphia cream cheese, put it on a plate. Put on um, scrambled eggs over those and sriracha sauce, which they do have here, and sausage and all the things and made a slurry of beautifulness. You also got a full plate of stuff, which you, which you ate um, and enjoyed wonderfully, at which point you were looking at topics for the show yes at some point now this is where <laughs> i think that your severe psychological <laughs> what are you about to say ups. i have never seen this many hostess <laughs> products in in the world it's it's we have on this bed i should just take a picture of the bed i'm going to take a picture of the bed right now because as any other hotel I was grainy picture on the bed would be like crack or something I have. I, I don't know, I, and I know your mom, and I don't think this is a thing. I've never seen this many Hostess products. <laughs> now, you you looked at a store. You wanted to. The, his hegemony stuff is going towards Hostess. I, I assume. Well, I mean, partially. There, I have a few topics that yes, I feel tie but into this. What's theme. interesting to me is this: <laughs> is that at the grocery store, you know, they sell those as singles too. <laughs> Do they? But we have cases of zingers of ho hos. Of cake, I don't can't even. I don't have my Orange glasses. cupcakes. Orange cupcakes. Those those snowballs. S N O. Snowballs. Yes. Which is <laughs> it should be a war crime. But the snowball. How is it that we do a food show, but hostess show shook us down? That's not why we did this. We, we're supposed to shake them down. Hostess snacks are not that expensive. Well, but uh, fine. Considering you bought a case of 
SNO balls. <laughs> They're going to get eaten at our house. I can tell you that. Yeah, no, there's no doubt they are. So, why did you buy them in bulk? What goes through your mind <laughs> that you needed to have 100,000? I needed a sampling of different hostess snacks oh. so that we could uh, if properly rank them. Do you them. think that, Do that, you that, realize? That, num- that the first unit of Ho-Ho is going to cha- <laughs> taste different than the 27th in that box? <laughs> I'm not going to eat them all. No, no. <laughs> she will absolutely eat them all. It's not true. It is true. It's not true. And Did he, you used to buy <laughs> cases no. at a time? What are you talking about? Like no. when you were like a 23-year-old? <laughs> Probably. When yeah. I was 23. Anyway, so my point about America In is hegemony. that... In hegemony. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, if we're talking about hostess... Cakes had been invented before. Small mm. cakes had been invented before. Small cakes with cream filling had been invented before. But Hostess is an iconic American brand, and Twinkies are known worldwide mm. because America does everything with this like high-efficiency, most high-possible value. It's like McDonald's, right? I mean, hamburgers existed, right? Yes. But... There's something about the transformative power of American capitalism that like makes these things different. Did you see that Olive Garden is bringing back the endless pasta? N- uh, I didn't you can, see you that. You can go back to Olive Garden. I, you can Olive go Garden. to Olive Garden and order an all-you-can-eat pasta meal for under fifteen dollars. I think I remember when this was a thing. I, I, yes, in the nineties. It I, includes the breadsticks and the other side. And you it's can, funny, Elsa. Mm-hmm. You and I. I've been trying to go to Olive Garden for 13 years. Right, we've talked about it. Yes. And we've not, I don't think I've literally ever been to an Olive Garden. But yeah, I mean, something about that, like the excess, the too much, and now like the rest of the world has picked it up. And in some cases, they like will beat America at their own game. So Tw- Twinkies were invented on April 6th, 1930 by Canadian-born baker James Alexander Dewar for the Continental Baking Company in Schiller Park, Illinois. Realizing that several machines used for making cream-filled strawberry shortcakes sat idle when strawberries were out of season, Dewar conceived a snack cake filled with banana cream, which he dubbed the Twinkie. Richie Koff said he came up with the name when he saw a billboard in St. Louis for Twinkie Toe Shoes. I was just going to say that I wonder if these things were ever put into uh, war rations and not uh, like for like sea rats or sea mm-hmm. rations, you know, for, for troops. And I guess not because they would crush, but it says during World War II, bananas were rationed, and the company was forced to switch to vanilla cream. This change proved popular, and banana cream Twinkies were not widely reintroduced. The original flavor was occasionally found in limited-time-only promotions, but the company used vanilla cream for most Twinkies. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1988, they brought in strawberry, yada, yada, yada. They also have a limited-edition pumpkin spice on their website, which I did not see at the store. But... Um, yeah, clearly an iconic American brand. A few years back, when you were in talk radio, actually, they went through a um, a bit of a bankruptcy or whatever they went through, mm-hmm. um, and uh, they there was there were fears that they might not make it, and the Twinkie might not make it as as an American product that you could buy, and um, you know, eventually they kind of came out of it, but. Um, but they, I had been thinking about them last week because they were in the news because the word on the street was that they were looking for a buyer. And actually this week, uh, Smucker 
and Hostess announced that Smucker is going to be acquiring the Hostess oh. brands. So, hey, by the mm-hmm. way, by the way, Twinkies in 1984 they became known worldwide in countries that did not sell the confection due to a reference in Ghostbusters. Uh huh. In the film, the character Egon describes a speculated level of psychokinetic energy and uses a regular-sized Twinkie to represent the normal level of such energy in New York City. The Twinkie, of course, was used in the Twinkie defense, which was a defense that worked uh, in um, the trial of Dan White, who killed Harvey Milk in San Francisco. Um, so you want to guess how much analysis non J.M. Smucker is paying for Hostess Brands, Inc. of Lenexa, Kansas? $184 million for the company. $5.6 billion, Wow, actually. It's a lot of money. Can I tell you something? Mm-hmm. Let me ask you something. Yes. 1982, mm-hmm. you would have found Tom Shattuck, Jeff Murphy, Keith McLaren, and Jimmy Shattuck, and Chris Shula in Jeff Murphy's uh, lawn playing hardball baseball okay at one point i think murph and shula and one other person uh decided that we bucked up you know what bucking up is no buck up once twice three shoot it's to to see you you it's like rock paper scissors but a different version and and murph won and so he stacked the team his team with all the good players and so we said this is b this is no way, that's Smuck Teams. Have you ever heard of Smuck Teams? No. Smuck Teams, we said. My mother heard us from across the street and came running down and screamed at us, saying, never, ever say that again. Never say it again. Saying, saying the word Smuck, as in, this is Smuck Teams, which is not a derivation of anything else. That just means that the teams were stacked in, in a way that wasn't fair. Mm-hmm. Smuck Teams, the word Smuck was a swear. And until now, I have not really said it since. Because you can't say smuck. What is it a swear for? I don't. Even, I don't I've know. Never what, heard of it? I, I don't know. Uh, let me look it up. But, but it was incredible. Kept... I've never heard of that as a swear. No. I've never heard. In of popular it. culture, although sh- a schmuck, maybe that's what it is. She thought it was schmuck, even though we said smuck. It's considered an obscene term in Yiddish. It has become a common term for jerk or idiot. But that's not what we meant. We wasn't. It was smuck. Uh, although this is saying smuck means this this conflates smuck with schmuck, but no, it, it, I, I don't know. Actually, we should ask the. I'm asking our listeners, you guys. Mm-hmm. Did you know? Did your mom's? My mother was born in 1942, so whatever whatever that made her. So that would she would have been 30 at the time. I guess 30, silent wait, generation. 30, 42, 72. Is it? She been 40. In 82? If she was born in 1942, then yes, she would have been 40 in 1982. Wow, that's astounding. She seems so Why much is younger. Because she was just so much younger. I, okay. She must have been lying. Um, let me know if, if, if smuck is a swear and, and if your parents felt the same way. I need to know this. That's You mentioned smuckers, and I mm-hmm. have OCD. So that's how we're at that. So go ahead. <laughs> and I also okay. don't like people who say OCD. Okay, so Smucker is, is acquiring Hostess brands, okay, including all the iconic um, Twinkies, Ho Hos, Ding Dongs. Did I manage to get out of there without a Ding Dongs? I guess I didn't get a Ding Dongs, but I have Ho Hos and Zingers, and um, orange flavored cupcakes, which um, you know the Ding Dong is the one that's like a hockey puck, like the Ring Ding. Well, right. Ring Ding isn't a 
isn't a hostess. Isn't a hostess. But, it, but that's what it is. Okay, yeah. Right, right. So, um, so yeah. So, I mean, so I was going to ask you, based on this, because I managed to find on the internet the wrongest um, ranking of hostess snacks that exists. I was going to ask you how you would rank hostess snacks. And you can include or not include. I mean, like, I'm not going to put the coffee cake and the donuts in there and stuff. Right. I mean, because, like... The cinnamon roll. Other people do a cinnamon roll mm-hmm. way better than Hostess, in my okay. opinion. So, I am going to say, because I am partial to chocolate, chocolate wins the day. I am going to say, and also, one of the additions is that you can um, disassemble this. What's it called when you just deconstruct this? Mm-hmm. Because you can peel the top right off, is the chocolate cupped cake is number one. Okay, you're for the chocolate cupcake? Correct. With the little swirl across the top. Exactly. <sighs> Even though that is soft rubber, the chocolate. The yeah, top. the but frosting still. is... I mean, I'm a, I prefer a golden cake over a chocolate cake, actually. And I like chocolate frosting, but I like the golden cake more so. So, I I am partial to the Twinkie as the, as the top, as the winner. So, that's vanilla on vanilla. It's rather redundant. Why would you eschew chocolate? I mean, I like chocolate too, but it's for me, it's not number one. For me, the Twinkie is the classic. Kind of like how the original Pringle is the the winner at the end of the day. Okay, even so the here's a challenge good. with the modern Twinkie mm-hmm. or any Twinkie. Um, the problem is this, is that there are times when you're getting nothing but cake with a Twinkie and it can stick in your lung. And give you some kind of <laughs> lung cramp, which which is which is a problem. I I, I respect the Twinkie, <laughs> I respect the work it's doing, but I don't like the idea of it sticking in my lung, which it can do. Um, so I don't know. I think the Twinkie is my favorite. I think both the um, the cupcake and the Ding Dong are both good. Um, the Ho Ho, I really that's the like tube one. That's like a yodel. Um, I really feel is just a ding dong in a different shape kind of. So I haven't tried a zinger, which is, um, you know, like a bar of cake that is filled like a Twinkie, but also has frosting like the cupcake. I chose to get some chocolate zingers. And I also got the snowball because I feel that that's worth sampling with the rest. However, I do think that the marshmallow and coconut is like not really necessary when you have a hostess snack cake mm-hmm. underneath. So now there were a few other things there that I like wasn't sure about that I hadn't seen. But once I saw them, I realized that they were kind of redundant to the other stuff. I mentioned like the donuts, the coffee cake, the cinnamon roll, like the breakfast type of things, even the Danish, like I, you know does the job but it's not like special to me the way that a twinkie is like a twinkie is its own animal on the earth yes. nothing else is a twinkie right and then um they have some other things like they have um they have these like little mini versions of a bunch of their snacks and they, those they call i believe bouncers so it's like a little ball that oh, like yes, comes yes, yes. as like a twinkie or they have a chocolate one that's like a tiny version of a ding dong, right? So it's like a sample size version, which I hadn't seen that. So I thought that was interesting too. But would you like to hear the most wrong list that I, I found like on that. the internet? So this is from Tasting Table. They ranked 14 hostess snacks and treats from worst to best. Um, so they put at number 14 the cinnamon streusel coffee cake. 
like I say, I don't even think you need to have the coffee cake on your list. Like, but okay, it's at the bottom. I'll give them that one. Then they put the powdered donuts as number 13. Oh, that's living tough. I mean, that it, it does a job, but that's living tough. That is rubbish. Uh, and plus, by mm-hmm. the way, you're dealing with uh, shrapnel on you if you have those. Yeah, and the chocolate frosted donuts they put in here too. And then they put Twinkies at number 11. What are the Twinkies doing down there with the donuts and the coffee cake? Anything that's cream filled should get uh, propelled. So now, now what, they, what did you call them? Mercurial, ecumenical. What did you call them? The what capital of the world? Mercutial. What? The first thing you said. Hegemon. Hegemon. Uh, then they put the cupcakes down there and that. And then they put this above both the cupcake and the Twinkie, which is insanity to me. Number nine, they put the blueberry mega muffin. Oh, get out of here. Get so, out yes. of here. <laughs> I know. I know. Incorrect tasting table. I'm going to write to their editor. Then they put the ding dong at number eight. At number seven, the sweet coconut crunch donuts. Which, like, any type of donut doesn't need to be in your top one. Correct. Number six, they put the ho-ho. Uh, number five, the cinnamon swirl baby bunts. I don't think you need baby bunts on here either, no. to be perfectly honest with you. Um, then they put the golden cupcakes with the chocolate frosting. And then the double chocolate mega muffin as number Loser. three. As number three. No. The muffins shouldn't be on here. They put the devil's food zingers as number two. And the lemon baby bunts as number one. No. Yeah. See? Wrongest list that exists in the world. Right. And by the way, if we're opening this up to Drake's, then I would insert for our listening pleasure, one, uh, the ring ding. That's a... Oh, that's a... Um, a ding Which have gotten though, smaller. It? Shrinkflation has hit those. Because it used to be... They used to be mm-hmm. wrapped in cellophane... Uh, I'm sorry. Um, what's the metal stuff? They used to be wrapped in the metal stuff. Foil? Fo- aluminum foil in the 70s. And they used to be the size of a real hockey puck, like big. And also, I would add that the Funny Bones. That's the peanut butter ones? Yes. Winner. Winner. Well, you were a fan as a kid of the Flaky Puff, which I didn't Ooh. necessarily even believe you existed Oh, um, until I heard about it other places, because I'd never heard about the Flaky Puff. Extinct now, the Flaky Puff, was a just beautiful thing. That was out of Canada, right? I think it was. Yeah, those yeah, were, those so were that was like, a the most thing. indulgent thing in the world. That was the, the pure, uncut like heroin of candy of those um, pastries, the Flaky Puff. Just mm-hmm. full of... like. It was ridiculous. It's no wonder it's illegal. It's just so that was like cream and jelly in there. Yes, cream and jelly and sugar and then dipped in sugar and then caramelized and then dipped in sugar and then reinforced with sugar. It like it was crazy. The flaky puff was a freaking oh goodness, God, it was good. Interesting. <sighs> yeah, and we've tried to find some substitutes for flaky puffs. There are directions on the internet too for like how to make them, but yeah, those don't exist anymore. So anyway, I'm glad that Hostess Brands is being acquired so that they can continue to turn out Twinkies and we don't have to turn to the internet for recipes for how to make substitute Twinkies. Just think the big Y person down the street is like, well, I haven't had to stock this shelf in <laughs> seven months. Now suddenly it's barren. Um, what else yeah. you got? Um, so in keeping with the theme of 
American stuff taking over the world um, or, you know, faux American, American faux foreign stuff taking over the world. Um, apparently, Outback Steakhouse is having huge success, not in America, but in Brazil. Well, that's interesting. So we've taken fake Australian culture and turned it out as something new and American. And um, as the business has started to struggle in the U.S., we've exported it now to Brazil, which <laughs> makes mm. like kind of no sense. But um, But this article... From CNBC talks about how the South American segment of the company is responsible for 83% of Bloomin' Brands' total international sales. In the first half of 2023, Brazilian sales surged by 61%. Foot traffic rose by 42%. The average check increased by 19% compared with 2022. The figures contrast with Outback's U.S. operations, in which sales grew uh, 3.9%. Foot traffic decreased 5%. The average check increased 8.9%. Brazil has a burgeoning middle class that is a factor in this success. Uh, Outback's journey began in Tampa, Florida in 1988. It established its first Brazilian franchise in Rio de Janeiro in 1997. And uh, during the pandemic, revenue stalled, but the Brazil segment rebounded in 2021 as sales jumped 26% year over year. Hmm. Uh, And it says that the American slash Australian inspired barbecue resonated in a country steeped in traditional barbecue culture. And as Brazilian customers have returned to dining out, they're looking for new experiences such as themed restaurants, which have a ah. mass appeal. Um, it would seem to me, it's interesting that you say that because, and I understand this, and I think we both understand this, but it would seem to me that... If you have Brazilian like, barbecue... Any Brazilian restaurant, it would probably be fantastic. Yeah, and probably much right. better than an Outback Steakhouse. But, but I think But if you're it's... going to like mini Disney World of Outback Steakhouse... But also, like you said... Maybe everything in your country to you tastes, I'm about to use the word here, homogenized. Mm-hmm. Know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas there's something boutique and different about the Outback. Mm-hmm. And even though they know that it's probably not as technically good food-wise, yeah, or it scratches that it's an itch. Yeah, it's not technically Australian like, or anything else. Right, and they like the theme. So I, Right. It's like going to the Rainforest Cafe. It's not really about how good the food is. Right. Yeah, in fact, you go there despite the food. <laughs> yeah, it's more about the experience of the whole pretend thing that you're doing. And yeah, so I, I found that fascinating that, yeah, in a culture where you have awesome barbecue, that you would be impressed by Outback Steakhouse is funny, but I... So we've been once. I've only been once. Mm-hmm. That was with you. Have you been more than once? No, I think I've only been the one time with you. Right, and it was underwhelming. Yeah, it was fine. It wasn't especially good steak. It just wasn't... I remember wanting to gipe the knife, knife, and maybe I did, um, the steak knife. But uh, but that. Do you was... think they get the waiters and waitresses in the Outback Steakhouse get any? That's not a knife, jokes. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> it's not a knife. This um, is a knife. Also, speaking of Australia and how we export our culture, and then other places get even more into it than we do. Um, an Australian um, competitor has bested Joey Chestnut in a wings eating competition. I don't like to um, a name drop or brag or humble brag, Alice, but mm-hmm. you know I've met Joey Chestnut in wow. person. Wow. Yes, the very same. Wow, this is an article from actually friend of the show, Carrie J. Byrne. Oh, we love Carrie. At uh, foxnews.com. 
Uh, America's I think, as a matter of fact, Joey Chestnut might have, might have been with Kerry when he when he came to this. I believe that America's new Buffalo Wing King hails from down under a testament to the growing popularity of the classic no all American bar food. It's not a knife. James Webb of Sydney shocked onlookers by inhaling a world record 276 buffalo wings in 12 wow. minutes. In wow. 12 minutes. <laughs> At the National Buffalo Wing Festival over Labor Day weekend. I'm still in shock. I don't believe it, Webb told Fox News Digital after his triumph at Highmark Stadium in Orchard Park, New York, home of the Buffalo Bills. It was mental. Even when George Shea raised my arm, I still couldn't believe it. I don't know. What, I didn't know what Isn't to do. Isn't it great to have a guy who like really is in love with the sport so much? Yeah. When he raised my arm, I still still couldn't believe it. He said it was an honor to even be on the stage with Joey Chestnut. He's blown away. Wow. See? See? American cultural hegemony. Webb toppled an American colossus of competitive eating to earn the honor of Crown Prince of Poultry. I love Carrie's writing, too. Joey Chestnut, 16-time winner of Nathan's famous hot dog eat contest on Coney Island, finished second with 240 wings consumed. It was an honor to stand up there and compete in the same contest as Joey, Webb said. He's the goat of eating. I idolize the guy. He's just a good dude. My goodness. What a wonderful man this guy is. Added the Aussie. Uh, the fact that I beat Joey. This is why even- Americans, this is why the world loves Australians. This is why I the know. Brazilians love them. Because they're awesome. Mm-hmm. Out of the Aussie, the fact that I beat Joey, even saying it out loud, it blows my mind. Webb gobbled up an incredible average of 23 wings per minute during the heated competition before thousands of cheering fans at the, on wings. the field at Highmark Stadium. His technique, he said, is to put the entire wing in his mouth and yeah. then pull out the end, swiftly denuding the bone with his teeth like a primitive god of gastronomic brutality. Yeah, I've seen that in action, people doing that in action. I don't know where. Yeah, so 23 wings a minute. Incredible. Though that's a lot of wings. I mean, that's more than that's you know more than one every three seconds. So it's the beginning of the Australian cultural hegemony. Yeah. So I mean, maybe, but it's um, you know, American buffalo wings are once again an American thing that we've exported to the rest of the world. I mean, obviously, people ate chickens, including the wings, before right. us. But the buffalo wing, in particular, is. An American invention that now we have the Australians into as well. Right. And that's just a, a, a matter of like there being like peacetime in boredom. Mm-hmm. So like it's like nobody. If you said 100 years ago that we're going to have chicken tonight, but we're going to make it hurt. There's people who said you're crazy. You don't do hurting yourself for leisure. Yeah. But we do. I mean, hot sauce hurts. Right. So there's a little bit of pain. Things are so good that not only are we going to whack out, uh, you know, 60 wings a minute, but it's going to hurt us. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do it in the most painful way possible. So as kind of like one parting note, I'll leave you with maybe maybe this is too Debbie Downer a topic, but I'll just say that, you know, it's the fact that we let our food companies like run amok in America is... Um, you know, there's pluses and minuses to it, like I said. And we've talked before on here about ultra-processed foods. Yes. And uh, Congress, or not Congress, I guess, but whatever, the FDA. The Parliament. Whoever, whoever we have that is supposed to regulate foods, whatever part of the government is supposed to come out with uh, dietary guidelines, mm-hmm. which nobody should listen to the government's dietary guidelines Correct. anyway because they're dumb yes they had us eating carbs for 30 <laughs> years and stay away from sugar. fats right and corn syrup 
Um, so the the food makers are worried that they might turn their eye to ultra processed foods. So they're gathering their the armies of Mordor of the food industry are mm-hmm. gathering so that they can try and prevent them from saying anything about ultra processed foods in their next round of dietary regulations. The food industry is anxious that regulators are focusing too much on the health impacts of so-called ultra processed foods. The popular ill-defined food group that includes everything from hot dogs and chicken nuggets to cookies and potato chips. Frozen food makers in the meat industry on Tuesday speaking to a panel of nutrition experts tasked by the federal government with advising on the next round of national dietary guidelines raised concerns with its focus on that fare. So too did a coalition that includes bakery, candy, corn syrup, and sugar lobbies and the Consumer Brands Association <laughs> Which includes what does that group look like? General Mills, Combined Kellogg's, and twenty six thousand pounds of people. <laughs> um, uh, I, I want to, if we're going to talk about this, to also talk about the McDonald's uh, fountain sodas. Oh, they're limiting access now to the fountain sodas. Yeah, those are going away. So the uh, the all you can drink fountain soda self serve is going away. Your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, so they're saying it's like for sanitary reasons, right? Because people whatever. touch stuff or whatever. Yes, it's but BS. yeah, I want the control over my own soda fountain. That's right. Soda that's fountain moving rights. in the wrong direction. That's right. Not only that, but it's a huge distraction device for kids. Kids will work with soda fountain all day if you're inside mm-hmm. one of these, and that's great because you want them distracted doing something. So, yeah, we want freedom of choice, McDonald's. Give us our fountain sodas back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but one more interesting thing about this ultra-processed food thing is that also the food industry is, and this is another, like, sort of distinctly American thing that's going on, is um, they're now big into paying um, TikTok influencers, I mean, all kinds of internet influencers, but the TikTok ones in particular are what's huge right now to promote their foods from dietitians and stuff. Yeah, I can see that. So there, and so there's people getting upset about that, that a bunch of dietitians are not on the up and up ah. on TikTok. So don't wow, listen to Wow, imagine that. Capitalism happening. No, Nothing's on the level? Really? Yeah, no. The same people who told us that to, to smoke Lucky Strikes because it's toasted uh, in lab coats are now selling us stuff on TikTok? I can't believe it. What's going to happen next, Alice? My goodness. Ah, all right, time to tear into your Twinkies. Well, I hate nostalgia because I can't climb up that hill without thinking your name. I hate nostalgia still think about you. It's been so long, I'm so lame I hate nostalgia Hope you hate it too Hope you wonder What am I doing and who I'm pursuing I hope you think I lead A really exotic life The way I think about you You probably have a wife of your job And you go to church on Sundays and barbecue on weekends out in your backyard and sometimes think about me 